So ladies, I have a surprise for you tonight. Lag Bomer. So we're going to learn something about Lag Bomer. You know why? Because it's such an amazing night. I was just, uh, I want us to feel it a little bit. Before I, before I left, um, actually spoke about it on Shabbos. Right? I spoke about uh, Lag Bomer and Pesach Sheni on Shabbos. About why Lag Bomer became popular today. Um, but before I left, I, I was showing my kids um, the live shoot from Meiron. You see hundreds of thousands of people dancing by the fire. There. It's amazing. I was like a little jealous. I mean, they're looking at they're all they're they're living they're by the cover of Rabshurim Baruchai, on Lag Baomer, dancing. What's amazing to me was, and I, just, I mentioned this, it's like the Achtus. Like everyone dancing with anyone who they saw, and, then, and then, oh my, like the first, my kids' first reaction when they saw the when they saw the live shoot of Meron was, look how happy these people look. Like it's really the, the feeling of Achtus and Mashiach. Really, it's, but it ligs, it lies in the power of Lag Baomer. So I figured tonight, this great night of Lag Baomer, Hod Shabahod, that it'd be worthwhile. It's important to learn something. Uh, you know, of this type of topic. So it says the Nesiva Shalom. Okay. Now, Lag Ba'omer, of course, is the day that the students of Rabbi Akiva stopped dying. It's a day that Shem Baruchai got out of the cave. The day parts of the Zohar were revealed. The day the five, the Smicha on the five students, the, the second five students, anyone who was the last five students of Rabbi Akiva that became all of the great students? Shem Baruchai, the author of the Zohar. Rabbi Mirabal Hanes, Rabbi Yossi Chalafta, Rabbi Huda Varelai, Rabbi Lezabin Shemur, all of them are great in the Talmud. These are the greatest Tanaim in the Talmud. So that's the day they got their smicha. The Chsam Sefer actually brings down that Lag Baomer was a day that in the desert the months started to fall on Lag Baomer uh, itself. It's an amazing day. So it says the Tziva Shalom as follows Yom Hilula. So we call it, also there are sources that say it was his, the day um, uh, that he passed away, the day of his birthday, the day of revelation. So this day, this day of rejoicing of Shimon Bar Yochai, the author of the Zohar, it's something what we find, actually, uh, I'll start with this, but it's not what the piece I want to do, by no other tzaddikim. It's a day of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, it's a day where we can connect to Hashem like no other like no other day. But I wanted to do a piece about a song that's that it's universally sang. If you're in your Shalayim, they're singing a song tomorrow night. The kids are having a Lag Bomer event. They'll be singing. Anyway, you bring Natanal. He needs to come. Uh, can we Leonard the tomorrow night? Uh? he's one of the kids. Uh, you know, you, to a parent, you're always a kid. That's the rule. Um, I'll tell you an unbelievable story. The, the Chavetz Chaim, uh, when he passed away, he was somewhere from his mid-90s to early 100s. Didn't have birth certificates in those days. Not 100%. And his son eulogized his father. His son was in his uh, 70s. His son was in his 70s. His son said the following thing. He said, it's an amazing thing that Anar is called a little kid. It says that Yosef was a nar, he was playing with his hair. It also says that when Avraham took Yitzchak, the nar, to the kid of Yitzchak, he called him a nar. So by the kid, Avraham calls Yitzchak a nar. 
How old is Yitzchak by the kid? Is Yitzchak? Between. 37. He's 37 years old. So the Chavetz Chaim's son asked, if a nar means like a little boy, why if he's 37 years old, is the Torah saying that Avram took the nar, Yitzchak, when people don't know the Torah, they think, oh, they took Yitzchak, he must be a little kid. He was 37 years old. He took a nar. Why is it they said a nar? So Chavetz Chaim's son said that to a father, you're always a little kid. You can be 37 years old, but you're still a little kid. Right? To a parent, you're still a nar. And uh, Chavetz Chaim's son said, his father always used to call my, 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 my son, like my, my young son, you know. And he said, and today I grew up. Today my father's death. He says, today I'm finally an adult. He's in his 70s. He said, like, today I'm going to have my father. I'm no longer a nar anymore. There's something about being youthful. As long as your parents keeps you young. Um, so Rabbi, this song of Rabbi Akiva, he sang it all these things. And it's really a, a, a gemara. It says as follows. Omer Rabbi Akiva. Says Rabbi Akiva. Ashrecham Yisrael. Praise it are you, you Israel. Lifne miyatamatar. In front of who do you purify yourself? Mimatara eschem. And who, ta- who, who purifies you? Avicha Meshaman, your father in heaven, Hakash Baruch Hu. Inyan Zeh, your father in heaven. You know, when we refer to God as our father, it's a certain aspect of our relationship to the Almighty. Inyan Zeh, Bechines Avichem, this idea of Avichem is like the Lashon of the Zayhar, in this week's in Parsha Emor, this week's Parsha. V'afagav, the Kuchibricha, Racham Leidina, um, uh, and even though God loves uh, um, um, uh, justice, His mercy for His children is even more than His appreciation of judge uh, of justice, right? Yeah, and we need, you know, just telling someone today, you need to have boundaries, you need to have gevura, but more than gevura, you need chesed, you need to have love, and God's Love, you know, when you have loved somebody, it overcomes that strict judgment, right? Somebody takes your car and smashes it. It's different if it's your child versus a stranger. Right? Your child, you, you kill, but then you kiss a few weeks later. A stranger, you just want to kill. I'm not, I'm not saying that, right? right? It's your child. It's, there's, a, there's a love. There's a, there's a, there's a, um, who are you purifying yourself with? Who are you sanctifying yourself with? Mimatar Eschem, who purifies you? Avicham Shibashman, Kibavadai, Akashbarcho, Oyav Mishpat. Yeah, God loves judge, judge, judgment. Achu Avicham Shibashamayim, He is your Father in heaven. Vavasoi Lecham Goveres al Avasamishpat. His love for you, His love for us, is over any, over any judgment. Umashma, it sounds, it seems to say, there be a kiva holds. I, I mentioned this in brief on, on Shabbos, but I'm going to embellish on, on, elaborate on it tonight. There be a kiva holds lahalacha like his greatest student, Rabbi Meir Balanes, the great Meir, Tamido, the, the Benkach or Benkach. No matter what we do, no matter as far off as a Jew goes, they are called Hashem's children. Banim, Atem Hashem Whatever a Jew does, are still Hashem's children. Praise you, Jewish people. There's no Jews out of that. There's no Jew who's not in that category of Ashrecha Yisrael. Praise are, 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 you, are you Israel. 
The Lashon class Kol Yisrael Kulam Av Elu to Lomayla. V'chena Pesach the Yalav Minei Lifnei Hashem Titaru Kyle Kol Yisrael. This Pesach of of purifies of applies to every single Jew wherever they are, whatever station of life they're at. at. V'al Kulam to all of them we say Avi Avinu Shavasham Avicham Shemaim. Hashem is our Father in Heaven. Uh, in a time of of, of, of tzaras, of tragedy if, if you're in the time there's no rain in an agricultural society right, it's, it, it's starvation it's the you know, you're talking about a, a depression you know, even at the time of the Great Depression it wasn't as bad as that uh, we know that we're, we're spiritually sensitive. If there's atziras keshamim, it means that that it's it's because of our own lack. It's our own God telling us you're you're you you you're not you're on, not on the right ball. Uh, you're not doing the right things. And there, mikomok the rekiva went down, and at a time of tremendous famine and tremendous drought in Israel, and how did he daven Tashem? Avinu Malkeinu. He said, uh, first thing he says, in the most difficult... You know what means? The Jewish people have sinned. Right? And, but when does Rabbi Akiva say this? It was after the destruction of the second base of Migdash. In a very time where we had really messed up. It's early Christianities around there. The Sadducees, you can ask, or she takes my history class. Right? I have all kinds of stuff going on over here. And yet, Rikiva, the first thing he says, Hashem, you are Avino. Before Malkeinu, before our king, you are our father. That the, ultimately, God's love for his children outweighs his love for, for judgment. You feel a tremendous love that Hashem loves the Jewish people. The tremendous ahava that Hashem has for each one of us. The tremendous love. You know, I, you know it's amazing. I'm a father. I'm a, I'm a very lucky father. I come home. You can't even imagine. You know, I walk down the street. like My kids see me. They come running. It doesn't get better than that. You know, they come running. You know, they can just keep them young like that forever. It's amazing. I don't think I can, I've never seen like a forty-eight-year-old run to the dead. Daddy, wouldn't that be nice? Daddy, enjoy it. Well, I mean, some of you are proud, but I, I, I'm gonna enjoy it. Daddy, you know, they don't do that when they get fifty years old necessarily. Uh, hopefully, they will. I'm gonna try to train them. Like you know, you're still a kid, Nar. You're still an Nar. Keep doing it, right? But you know what? But it's amazing as much as I enjoy it. One thing I know: when you shower children with love. They blossom. Everyone loves to be loved. Every child, even though they express it, articulate it, to be loved by a parent, unequivocally. Right? To love a child no matter what. doesn't mean they can't set boundaries. doesn't mean there's rights and wrongs. But you need to always love Hashem. I had this conversation with a parent very, very recently. Um, the person says, you know, I can't just love. I said, what do you, you know, Hashem loves you that way. What do you mean? Hashem loves you with all your faults, with all your all your issues. Hashem loves you the same way. You have to a parent, and when you feel that love, overwhelming love, 
Vishoresh in the Benkach or Penkach, no matter what, a Jew has to know, Claudius has to know, Bonim Afilu Bedloi Maili, where Hashem's children, even if we're Bedloi Maili, who could the Isa be Medrash? Our Pasuk, Hain Ace of Achi Isha Serra and Echi Ishkalak, Mashal Le Kavats. The Koreksha Omnus Fasagar, and Allah Mites be Kavats is stopping with. Star, Allah Hamayts be Kerak Vanas and Yada Rosh Vaviro. Can Ace of Rosh and Mislach of Nos Koymas Shan of Ainlo by Maya Chaper? Right, Ace of the, the Marshal is that Ace of got dirty and no way to, to purify himself. Right, imagine the following thing you're messing up, you're messing up, you're messing up. There's no way to fix it. Right? There's no, there's no, there's no reboot, there's no restart. It just gets dirtier and dirtier. But Yaakov Avinu, if he ever messed up, he had Yom Kippur. Right? He had Yom Kippur. Right? Asa was Sayer. He got stuck in his... He never got. He never fixed it. Because right? you know what? Hashem loves Mishpat. The world is fair to everybody. But with his children, he gives a shot. He gives them like a Yom Kippurim to, to fix themselves. Because deeper than that, says the Shalom. When a Jew sins, that schmutz, because we know that every sin, every avera, it doesn't hit the innermost part of the Jew. It certainly affects them. If a person sins, it's not just a rebellion against God, whether it's purposeful or by mistake, but every sin damages our soul at some level. And every mitzvah uplifts us, sanctifies us, purifies us. But even to the sense it damages, it doesn't get to the core. It's not our essence. We're compared to a smooth person. Here, Ace is called Harry. It's not stuck in our hair, we could take it off. And therefore, by Yom Kippur, we could be forgiven. Because by us, I introduce as a Rav, who has been involved in many people becoming observants at all tough levels. You see it, you can't imagine this Jew ever keeping Shabbos kosher, ever coming to pray, ever being involved. And it's there. How is that? Because there's a spark in that Jew. We call it the Pintalayid. Right, but and this is important for all of us. You never give up on a Jew. You never, ever, ever give up on a Jew. A parent, certainly in your own children, you never give up on them. You know why? Because the, the essence of every Jew is never damaged, and therefore there's hope for every single Jew. It, it, of course, there's free will. You can't choose for people, but there's always a possibility. There's always a moment every Jew can come back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Every Jew can be sanctified with HaKadosh Baruch Hu because our essence is not that way. Um, not, which is not by, by Esav. Guy goes down the, 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 the bad path, he'll end up in opioids, and he'll end up under the bridges. I meet these people all the time. You check for the Arab, you know, you go, you, you meet these people, and they're, they're knocked out, they're not coming, you know? You rehabilitate. It's so far, so far off. But a, a yid is essence can be changed amazingly because the, the essence of a yid, the essence, you know what a yid is? It's not a yid, yid. What, what is a yid? A Jew! A yid! Like Yiddish. Yiddish is Jewish. So yid is a Jew. 
Now you know Yiddish. Now you know Bissel Yiddish. A little Yiddish. What about the guys under the bridge of opiates who might be Jewish? So I'll, t- I'll pull him out of there. Just tell me, just tell me who he is. Introduce him to me. I've never met a Jew under there, by the way. Really? Never. No. No. Not once. No. Not, not once. It doesn't mean they can't be. I've never seen such a thing. Um, so, and therefore, Klayasa were always called Bonim. Lachain, Ben Kako, Ben Kako, and Bonim. Kiso Afapi Shechata Yisol was a Jew, even though a Jew. Uh, sins. He's a Jew always. I feel like Even if a yid sins, even if a Jew sins, it's it's only it's only exterior. I once saw someone was involved in this. Aaron Cutler, the greatest sage in America, uh, the the founder of Lakewood Yeshiva of Torah the great Goyin Goyin. He was also the head of the Vada Hatzalah, saving Jews in the Holocaust. And he was one of the people who were pushing, he were pushing to, to give the Germans uh, money at the end of the Holocaust in order to save Hungarian Jewry, right? We knew there was a, this whole deal they had, money for lives. And it was very controversial. You know why? Because the Germans were Rishayim, the wicked, evil, like the... the Satan incarnate, but they felt if we can save Jews, the war, the, the United States was going to win the war. Russia, this is as Russia was already pounding down into Poland when this was going on, and Hungarian Jews being, being, are being murdered, right? So they said, we can save Jews, right? So we should do whatever we can to save, we save, save Jews. So this is an amazing thing. Rabbi Aaron Kutler, this very Haredi, Rashi Yeshiva, the head of American Orthodoxy, they bring him to the Jewish agency because they're trying to get money from the joint to pay for the, to pay the Germans, and they're adamant they're not going to do it. That the joint is not going to give money to, to do this. It's illegal. They said you cannot give money to the. Uh, uh, so Rabban said, Jewish, we save a life no matter what. We break the Sabbath. We can save a life. Rabban himself traveled on Shabbos to the White House to go to go to Washington. To save Jews during the Holocaust, this great sage went on. You know why? Because he saved lives. So the amazing thing is that sort of Irving Bunim. I'm going to cut a long story short. Irving Bunim uh, basically told the head of the joint, "If you don't, if you don't help us, I'm going to write a letter tomorrow to the head of all of your members and to all of your people, saying that the joint let." people die. I'm going to fight you and say that you're murderers and you let Jews die in Hungary and Jews die in Europe. So then the guy says, he says, um, and then he let, he said, if the, if the government gives you an okay, to Morgenthau, I'll, let you, I'll give you the money to do it. Lamaisa, in the conversation, he tells Rabbi Aaron Cutler, he says, Rabbi what are you driving yourself crazy? Don't you realize most of these Jews are communist Jews? atheistic Jews, they don't look like you, Rabarin. You're going to go ahead and pay the Nazis to save atheistic communist Jews? Jews who don't keep Shabbos or kosher? This guy himself was not, it was reformed. He's telling us to Rabarin Cutler. So you know what Rabarin told him? Rabarin gets up and he says to him, this says to him, let me tell you something. That Yisrael that a Jew, even the wickedest Jew, is still a son of Hashem. Uh, you don't miss this Gemara. 
because you, you know, but it wasn't just that. On a manifest, we are our son's children. We, that there is no, we, that's why you can never give up on anyone. Never give up on a Jew. Never, ever give up. You don't give up on yourself. Our problem is we give up on ourselves. <laughs> we, we, we give up on ourselves. We never, ever, whether it's prayer, whether it's action, you never give up on anybody. Because a, a, a yid is always a son. Our, our insides are always are, are, are always hold. Furthermore, the mind of Rashi Chamisal. Excuse me. As a way of a parable, we compare it to a person who needs to have surgery. You have a surgeon. He's not doesn't have bedside manner. Doesn't know you. Doesn't care about you. He's a businessman. He comes in. I'm going to do the surgery. Anything on the periphery is not my problem. He's not so worried about pain control. Not that big of a deal. Not so big a day of comforting the person. But the surgeon is the father of the patient. The surgeon is the father of the patient. Try every single way. Uh, that should not should be as comfortable possible. Because when Hashem purifies you, yeah, yeah, yeah there is a, a level we have to purify ourselves. Hashem, it's the, our, the surgeon's our father. Hashem wants to do it and help us in the best possible or possible way. Azu to understand this thing. Hashem is always our Father in heaven. Rebekiva is saying this again in the darkest period. The darkest period of time. Right? Because Reimer, who's a student, Reimer says this after the Bar Kokhfa revolt, after the destruction of the Third, the third Roman War, after, the, the, you know, as, as I said, the last Jewish army after Bar Kokhfa was in 1917. Under the, Brit, the British started a Jewish mule corp in, uh, with Trumpledor and all these people in Israel. Which would lead into Palmach, which is a current day Tzahal. For over uh, for eighteen hundred years, there would never be, be a Jewish army again. It was a, they were crushed, and Roman was in Pax Romana, right? And the sages were Rabbi Shimon had to hide in caves. That's Pax Romana. Pax Romana. Which history school did you go to? Where heard the Constitution? Pax Roma, Roman dominance of the world. Pax Romana. Mm-hmm. She comes to my history class, Mira. Very good, by the way. Paxima, yeah, yeah. If you ask permission, I'm happy to have you in. Because uh, I discussed Pax Romana. Uh, right. uh, so Pax Romana, right? Yeah, this is... It's the tip of, think about it. This is... Imagine being in 1942 in the Holocaust. And it's more than the Holocaust because it was literally... Hitler was fighting all the time. The Rome was dominant. That's it. There's, nobody's fighting. There's no America fighting Rome. Nothing looks present. You're under Hadrian, which is like crazy. And Remer and Rikir are saying, we're still some children. Always. Always. And not only as a nation, as individuals, that bum who left Torah, who left Judaism, who does nothing, is still some child. Or that person who knows better. And made terrible mistakes. You have to have 
you have to have faith. Who do you mind? I always say this. You can't have faith in God. You have to have faith in yourself. You need to be a good Jew. You need to believe in yourself. You need to believe in yourself. And one of the ways you need to believe in yourself is that you're always Hashem's child. With this we, we, we go on to Banim. The Torah of us, B'Shem Maran, he quotes the son of the, the, the early son of Rebbe, Rebbe Hayom Yamev Mishma Kol Yitzur Alam Nisan Yom Kippur. We say, Im Kabanim, we're judged on Yom Kippur, like a Banim, like children, like slave. Shal Zer Gufa HaMishpat, if we're like Banim or Levonim, that's the judgment. So what do you mean, that's the Mishpat? We hold like a Rimer. What do we say, if we're Banim Lashem, why do we say to God, um, Right? Why on Yom Kippur do I say, "Jad"? If you judge us like children, do this way. If you judge us like slaves, slaves, are we always children to God? You the question. Why do I say "im kavanim, im kavanim"? So listen to what he says. Even Rabbi Meir, who we paskenite, like that we are bonim atem Hashem lekeichel, that we are Hashem's children, um, is shehudi maimin bebirur. If they know a hundred percent. The bira, a hundred percent, gamashu keben lifnei amelach. That that we are like children uh, to, to to Hashem. Vamuno bazem amshicha alav madregat. So you know when Hashem treats us like ch- children, when we know we're His children. When we know we're His children. Kikash Yehudi mamin sheYisrael banim bechol matzavim harei kevan shemam who ben v'rotzim keben who act like a child, you be treated like a child. Right? You don't come like a stranger to your father. Right? We have to have that. We have to have that. I'm just going to skip a little. Goydel avas Hashem Yisrael. Hashem's love for, for the Jewish people. Hashem knows our, 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 the, the root of our soul. Who is the, the Rabbi the Islamic Rabbis? If you see that you're, you're struggling in faith, now I, I, most people that I deal with are one of two things who are struggling in faith. Either they're Jews who like grew up in Russia with no, with no, they're agnostic, they grew up in a, now they don't, but like, they grew up in nothing. They grew up in liberals, you know, the East Bay, some liberal Jewish home. You know, being fed a diet of agnostic and garbage, essentially. You know, yeah, that with, there's no there's no purpose of life. It just we're just amoebas somehow miraculously. <laughs> someone, wrote me, someone wrote to me recently. I was writing you know, a real real anti-religious person. How do you believe in fairy tales? So I wrote back to them. No, I don't believe in fairy tales because it's about. It's like, it's, it, I said I, I I don't believe something as dumb as. That we somehow miraculously evolved to where we are today, or, or something as dumb as that we just miraculously ended back in Israel and miraculously, uh, you know, survived in Israel. Miraculously, the Jewish people. I don't believe. In fairy- I'm a realist. You're the one who believes in fairy tales, right? I, I literally. I mean, I'm not a believer. You're a fair, You're. A, you have nothing to rely on. Everything you say is false. But so you know, there's so many people who believe in fairy tales. Like somehow, 
your brains are thinking evolved, or somehow childbirth, which can't evolve, evolved, or somehow, right? How do you evolve with childbirth? Right? How do you? How, you your eyes weren't here. You never saw. But somehow we survive without seeing. Tell me how that happens, by the way. How you evolve without seeing. And we didn't get die. But our eyes evolved. And our brain, we didn't have a brain, but it evolved. Like, like idiocy. Um, and there's nothing you can see in, in history or anything like that. Or somehow the Jewish people, which is the greatest enigma, the greatest mystery. So some people just don't have don't have a background and are just brainwashed by and, and brainwashed by society to, to not even think about these things. They don't think. Not one am I I'm never impressed by any of their arguments, by any of their thought processes. The bottom line, these people never thought a day in their lives. And the only reason that most of them cannot change is because they're so emotionally invested in their own lifestyles. It's very hard to change when you're forty years old and you've been eating pig and you're breaking Sabbath and you, you, know, you don't want to hear God, so you're not going to hear it if you don't want to hear it. But I'm telling you, not one of these purposes that could ever say a cogent argument where we came here. Oh, I believe in evolution. Okay, so explain. I, I don't, truth is not even a problem evolution. So tell me what, how, how, explain to me, like, how, you know, nothing. These people know nothing. Never thought about it. I'm telling you they never thought about it. The, things, the ones that think they thought about it never thought about it. But that, your leaders are not like that. I'm not like that. And most people who have any connection to most reform and conservative Jews even believe in God, even though not, they never really thought about that either, right? But they believe in God. They absolutely believe in God, right? They just don't ever think what God wants from them. Uh, but what do most people struggle with? They're emo- they, they, they give up on themselves. You know, somebody, God forbid, has a terrible tragedy. Life struggles, they don't feel it. Hard for them. They don't. They, you know. They know there must be a creator, but they don't. It's, there's an emotional reality for people. I, I mentioned that the Holocaust survivors um, on Shabbos. So for them, the Mordechai the, 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 the says, "Yada, it's Imun is struggling. Yada she emes umaimin she avim mechasmus or but the clouds block the lights of Imun, the light of of, of faith." It's not the clouds are blocking the sun. It's not the sun that's it's it's a problem. It's the clouds. The sun is the sun. It didn't change. It's the clouds that's blocking the lights. A Jew always has clear faith. Always is connected to Hashem. Always, when we say there's a song even, Anachnu Maminim, we are believers, the children are believers, because their essence is to believe. That's what the Gemara Shemarachai says, the Gemara in Sukkot, I can, I can exempt all Jewish people from judgment. And in time of Shemarachai, uh, there's never a rainbow, because a rainbow represents we need God's covenant not to be destroyed. Because Rajbi, the, the power of him, right? And that's why the Zohar till today resonates. Now, you ladies may not love the Zohar, but I guarantee you the principles, and if you did learn the Zohar, I guarantee you didn't learn it correctly. It's this Kabbalah crazy kook stuff. Um, you know, uh, but the principles we all learn, whether you've learned Rav Dessler and Mechtem or Maharal or Tanya or, or, or Rabbi Tatz, his works are all based on, on, on Kabbalistic principles. Uh, well, anything like that, right? You learn Benishchai. You know the Benishchai? 
Remember the Benishchai? Your husband's harder than him. He was the greatest Rav in Baghdad 120 years ago. So many of the Svartim learned Benishchai. It's very Kabbalistic. Um, because he had this boundly faith, the Zohar, Kabbalah comes from, he is the one who brings Kabbalah because he saw that every Jew can connect to God in all circumstances. Even in a cave, even during the Romans, in Pax Romana, even, even in, in, in the darkest, cloudiest day, a year can have the light of the moon. Even when you see a Yosef Mendelevich, I mean, push it, I still, you know, that it doesn't make a difference where you are in the world, you can connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And you're always a shot of Hashem. The Chanyazer Hashem is Baruch Hu's Chusu Rajbi Yagen Aleinu. He brings one more thing. Well, we're gonna, um, he says, B'chudushi Agadus of the Marsha, the Marsha, which was a great, great, great uh, 16th century, late 16th century Polish days. He explains that Rekiva says, You praise or Israel, or Jewish people. Lift name Who are you saying, purifying yourselves in front of? Who's, who's purifying you? Avicham Shabashamayim, your father in heaven. Shinamar, as it says, Vizarakti Alechem Mayim Tahirim. I'll pour over you pure waters. Vitahartem Vyoimer Mikva Yisrael Hashem. Ma Mikva Metair Esatmeim. God is compared to a, a, a Mikva. Just like a Mikva purifies a person who's ritually impure. Avakarish Barhu Metair Es Yisrael. So too Hashem is Matari the Jewish the, 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 the Jewish people. Rekiva brings here the two levels of purity. Mikva Mikva Umechatas. We know that a mikvah a lady goes into a mikvah or men go before Yom Kippur before Shabbos. Uh, and Mechatas is, is the para aduma. The Taras mikvah we know when we go into a mikvah, right? Mikvah is even Avram. When we convert people, they go to a mikvah. They, they, uh, you put your whole body under the water, unclad, and you're reborn. That's rebirth. That's the essence of of, of mikvah is to be reborn. That's the symbolism of mikvah. That's the esoteric meaning of mikvah that you become fresh. You are reborn. That's that's why Ger has to go to a mikvah. That's why your conversion revolves around a mikvah. You dub the mikvah is you are a new person. You're not the person who's impure. You're not the person who touched something impure. Or if you're a lady and you, you, had, your, you, you, had, you had your cycle, um, and you, you had, which inherently means that you lost the opportunity to give birth right, for that month. There's a loss of, of life at some level. Right? So you, you reboot yourself. You refresh yourself. Right? That's the meaning of mikvah. That, that, you, that you're new. And the Mechatas, which is the part of Aduma, uh, is You can't purify yourself, but the Mechatas, the part of Aduma, if somebody touched a dead person and they want to use it to do a sacrifice, who has to, ta- who has to put the Mechatas on you? The Kayan. They put the Mechatas on you. Hashem is like a mikvah. Listen to this. So, living in Hashem Mimetarim is like Tarshem Mikvah, and Hashem also is in Mechatas to Kaviyocho, Hakash Baruch Mekayim Bachem, Vehiza Hatara Tar, Hashem Himself is your Kohen. He throws the, 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 the purifying things on, on, on you. I, in the beginning, it talks about like a Mikvah, a Mikvah we do. 
So why does it say that? Because first we have to make our efforts. You want purity? You want to sanctify yourselves? You want to connect to Hashem? We need to make the first efforts. Ashreicham Yisrael says the Marsha. First you go to the mikvah, and then Hashem will put, put the 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 the, the, the over, over over you. Oikasav sham sham mikvah mitayr es haguf. A mikvah purifies the body. Vahamayim tzahirim, and the pure water is mitayr es haneshama. It sanct it purifies the 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 soul. We can, if a person touched a dead animal or something, we can purify our, our body. But the soul, the soul, we need Hashem's help. Right? And Hashem, who is our Father in heaven, will help us purify our soul. Even the part that you can never even imagine, because look, we look at it as beyond our ability to purify. If we make our efforts, Hashem will help us purify it. He's our Vina Shabbat. We do the mikvah and Hashem will do the mechatas for us. There's even a Teveka song. Don't make me sing, please. Right? Leiv tar baralelokim. It's actually a pasuk. Right? God created us, a verse in the Torah. God created us with a pure heart. Zutaras haguf. That's a pure fire guf. Viruach nachon chadesh bekirbi. It's the purifying of the soul. That's what Rebekiva says, that a Jew who makes a sersusa delatata, a sersusa delatata means we make our efforts down below, we do our mikvah, which means we purify ourselves, then Hashem will be the ultimate purifying for us. We make a small effort, Hashem will do the ultimate purification. This maimer Rebekiva is Gam al Taharas Shotkufas Yemei Hasfira. It also revolves around the time we're right now of Sphira Sa'imer. The Tevas Mayud Atami Mi Memyud Mi Memyud Atematarm is the Gamatri of what's Memyud? 50. 40 plus 10, 50. Right? It's the 50 days of Sphira's. Kenegid Tispru Chamishim Yom. The Fremei, the 49 days of Sphira, which is before the 50th day, which is Shavuos of accepting the Torah, should be Yomim Elu Atamitarim. These days of Sphira Saomer from Pesach to Shavuos are supposed to be purifying ourselves, supposed to be not just counting days, but looking to be better. Kiyamea Sphira is Isman of Tahara. When we leave on Pesach, we come to Shavuos at the time of Tahara. Letaris Aguf, command the Amar. Letarenu mikluposenu mitumasei Hashem should purify us from our shell, from our husk, from any impurity. Rachav Magia umei the Memuod the fifty days of Tahar. Accepting the Torah, which which is purifies us. That's what the the Kajnitzer said. The Magim the Kajnitzer. It says. That in the submission of us, there was never in the base of the found a psul in the Omer. The Korban Omer was offered the second day of Pesach and the, the Shtei Lechem. The Shtei Lechem was offered in Shavuos. What does that mean to say, he says? Uh, it's the 50 days of Sphira that if we, we purify ourselves, right, we're supposed to be working on ourselves, we're making our efforts. 
to bring us to, to make us ready to accept the Torah. That was the whole point of it shows the Jewish people the essence of our purity. Um, and then he says, I'm going to end up here, in the base of him was also a previous Rebbe of Slanim, B'Shem Aviv, that the Pasuk says, Adam that a, that a, a human and an animal, a, a, a cow, a domestic animal, God, God redeems. Ha'omer, the Korban Omer, Sphiris Omer, Omer, which is the second day of Passover, which is offered, is animal food. It's animal food. It's Michael Bema. Shtei Lechem, the showbread that was offered, the, the, the two breads that was offered on Shavuos was human food. Which means to say, the days of Sphira, we can raise ourselves from an animalistic reality to human reality. Our, our urges, our desires, our focuses can leave just being like an animal, like a sophisticated Darwinistic animal and become a holy angel, right? Uh, a holy person. You can get out of the bridge and the opioids and become a mensch. A, 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 a yid, a child of Hashem, a child, move into the royal home, move into the palace. But which is the Behema, is matayar haguf the omer make, is is helps the guf out of a, 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 to behemot the the korban omer helps a person physically to not be an animal but to be a human and the shteh lechem of shvuis allows a person to be spiritually as I said I think I said to the men and ladies last week that that there's a custom that many people have an egg at the seder no one has a minute to have an egg. Eat an egg at the seder, right? Pesach seder. So the Ishbitzer, the Ishbitzer Rebbe. Actually, I come from that area, from Ishbitz. My, 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 uh, Ishbitz, my, my ancestors, my great-grandparents were Ishbitzer Hasidim or Razin. So Ishbitzer said an amazing thing. You know why you have an egg at the seder? Because he says there's two ways animals are born. They're born as mammals. Come out mammals are already living, or you can come out as an egg. Right? If you're an egg, you're not yet sufficient. So the Ishbitzer, you know why you have an egg at the Seder? You don't ever think that Pesach is the point of it all. You know what Pesach was? Pesach liberated us. It took us out of slaves. It just made us like a nation of the world. You know what the goal of Pesach is? To get to the Torah. What makes us the children of Hashem, which, which the purpose of it all was to get to Mount and Torah. The egg is to remind you, you're not done. You left Russia. You're not done. It's to get to the Torah. That's your goal. You left Egypt. You're not done. Your goal is to get to the Torah. You're just an egg when you leave. You're just, you're just, you're just now you have freedom to do what you need to do. But the goal is the Torah. And, there, and, and therefore, the, when we, uh, the Oymer, it makes us into a human being. A physical human. But the spirituality is a Pesach. It says, It is the night of Lag Omer. It's an amazing night. It's a night where we're reminded that there's this flame in every Jew. You know, the reason people die, die, 
dancing on bonfires because to represent the power, the flame of Torah, but also the flame, the unextinguished flame that's in all of us and in the Jewish people. Right? You need to believe. We need to believe in ourselves. We need to believe in every Jew that you ever meet in your life that's not following Torah, that they can follow Hashem's Torah because they're bottom. Every Jew is a child of Hashem. Every Jew is a child of Hashem. And we're all children of Hashem. And when you believe that, then we're not treated like Avadim. We're treated like bottom. And the Kayach of Gu'ula, the Kayach of Redemption, is a belief in that spark in every Jew. That's really what the Kabbalah reminds us, that wherever we are, and whatever we're doing, if, if we make the effort, if we make the effort, if we make ourselves a mikvah, if we take small steps, Hashem will help us purify ourselves. Ashrecham Yisrael, praise are all of you and myself, because we are matar for Hashem. Have a good luck, Baomer, ladies. I'll give you one idea. Sanalag Baomer, you go home, spend five minutes learning something special for Lag Baomer, and take five minutes to think about how Hashem loves you. And do something for Hashem. Don't waste the night. Okay? Have a great night. Next week, I'm at the, the, at the Leibowitz wedding. So, we will...